Hello and welcome to the Friendly Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene Podcast. and an interview with Brilliant Mind. Here are the tosses. Fuck you. I have escaped. Friendly Atmosphere, Newcastle Music Scene Podcast in the pipeline? No. Well then. These are Asmatars, Laurie Excitement with If It Takes Me All Night Long.
Razzmatazz. Razzmatazz, love the excitement there with the It Takes Me All Night Long. Yeah. For some it does. That's Razzmatazz, love the excitement. Can be found at razzmatazzloveyexcitement.co.uk. And that is Laurie Excitement, not Larry Excitement. Yeah, and Razzmatazz is spelt wrong. strangely. <laughs> yeah, wrong. <laughs> one Z at either end and a T in the middle. Just one T. So then, Alex the Golden Swan. Yes, Martin the Thompson. How are you? I'm not too bad. Here we are again. Yes, episode number four. Comes after three and before five. Can you believe it? We haven't killed each other yet. Yeah, who'd believe we'd get this far? Uh, since So, it's March now, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I, I see what you've done there. It's not really March, is it? <laughs> it's like a magazine, isn't it? Yeah, it's March now. <laughs> um, so, what have you been up to since February? <laughs> well, you know, as it's March, I've been lambing. Lambing? Yeah. <laughs> I've been uh, Scotch guarding blue bottles. <laughs> I've had me spring clean. Have you spring cleaned? Uh, I have a little bit, but I haven't spring cleaned as much as I would like. No, as it's just the start of March. Yeah, it's yeah. just the start just of March. The start of not March. quite. It's not really time for lambing either, is it? Is it not? <laughs> you, you know it's time for Scotch guarding blue bottles. <laughs> Do you lamb more than me? I'd say you lamb more in May than you do in March, yeah. Oh, well. Underneath the pussy willow. Well, that's when you breed like rabbits in March, don't you? That's when I breed. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, uh, if you haven't heard this before, this is the uh, Friendly Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene podcast. It, if you haven't listened before, this is probably not a good place to start. This is episode four. You go back to the start and listen to the tedious, long... Droning... It's, it's nice. more or less always like this. Should we have a song? Song number two? Song number two already? Song number two already, yes. Wait, We've got wait. quite a lot to get through. Well, before we get to um, May, we better get started. Before we know it, it'll be April before it'll be May. April's like the warning that it'll be May yeah, soon. It's like warning you'll have to get lambing. This is by Grandfather Birds. This is called Higher Bridges. I hope you like it.
Grandfather Birds there. Grandfather Birds, lovely uh, Newcastle band. Nice song. Not doing badly either. Whenever you, whenever you see Grandfather Birds, I keep wanting to follow with clock. <laughs> clock. Clock, not Grandfather the, Clock. That's the idea. That's how you come up with band names, isn't it? Just putting together two words of maybe stone up. Anything to do with maybe each other. We'll email them and ask them. Yeah. Uh, you can find that. That's uh, Higher Bridges from their album Now. That's what I call Grandfather Birds. And you can download that album, in which I have, in order to get that track from Grandfather Birds at bandcamp.com. Grandfatherbirds.bandcamp.com. Mm. Grandfather Birds. Do you get Grandfather Birds in real life? Birds live quite long, don't they? Do they live long enough to be grandfathers? Um, I don't know. I suppose it depends what kind of bird it is. Yeah, I suppose an, Something an like emu. A, 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 an emu would, yeah, yeah probably become, become, become a grandfather. A grandfather, yeah. Um, like a sparrow or a blue tit. Maybe he's not. I think only. I think they only live. Don't they only live a year? Why would they bother migrating yeah. south for the winter if they were only going to live? The blue tits migrate. South? Don't on the on the born in the spring, then like Maybe they'll have March, the summer yeah. growing up, and then in the winter the the the. <laughs> Bugger off to uh, Africa to help out uh, Lenny Henry with uh, comic relief. Then they fly back. After all, he and needs then help the, the, the mate, and then they have chicks, and then they bring up those chicks, teach them to fly, and then die. die. <laughs> it's pretty pointless, isn't it? It's a circle of life. Well, many would say this this podcast is pretty pointless, isn't it? Such is everything. We've got thousands of listeners now, Alex. Thousands, many thousands. Well, well, when I say thousands, Few I might thousands. be uh, exaggerating slightly. Tens, tens of listeners. Tens. Yeah. All on tens machines because it's so much pain. <laughs> Do you think that it's a way of? <laughs> well, this is bad, but it's not as bad as this that I'm listening to. It must be like it must be like if you've got tinnitus, you have to blast white noise into your ear. Just to yeah, that's what this pod- yeah, that's what this podcast. It relieves suffering oh. of a sort. All the links to all of the music we play is at musicbymiosis.com. It's on the podcasts tab, isn't it, Alex? I heard that. Someone was telling us. Yeah. That's where it is. Um, we're going uh, to play a song that I'm, I'm really fond of now. The big one. The big song. The big song. I don't think we've got a big song, but... We're going to play this uh, by a band called Brilliant Mind. They are um, they are from that Newcastle. We're going to learn. Me and Alex are going to learn about a, a new place called Blith. 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 Uh, which this, I heard it's this the song north. references and. Uh, and uh, this is from a uh, EP that is not released yet. But this is not an exclusive, because they're being played a lot on Six Music and the like, and Raid New- Newcastle. So um, I'd, I'd, I just thought we'd jump on that bandwagon now and uh, get get your ears around this. This is uh, Brilliant Mind and a song about Blith. You 
drop the latch on the front door And slide your legs up the bedroom wall Until you're on your back Cause the light comes pouring in Half an hour passes by You hear a stutter of ignition From the street outside Another empty Cause you're sleeping on the bus to the leisure center up in Cramlington As the weeks just fall away When mills scrawled on a winter sky You drag your feet along the harbor side To where the tarmac meets the sand And lie with your toes in the water And your head in your hands Nostalgic ache. You lost all the talk of the past.
Yeah, so that's Blith. Blith, or Blythe, if you like. Blythe? Blith? I don't think anyone likes Blythe. What, the song or the place? Or the Blith. Or the Blith. Uh, that's by the brilliant, brilliant mind. Uh, you can hear that on their SoundCloud page, which is uh, soundcloud.com forward slash brilliant mind. Uh, and they've got a Bandcamp page as well. Uh, they've, uh, that's coming from fourth, uh, forthcoming EP, um, which, uh, which, uh, yes, will be out. We don't know when that's going to be out, but there's an interview with the man who wrote that song later on in this podcast. He's called Callum and we're going to, uh, find that out. We're going to find that out because it seems to be keeping that a secret. <laughs> um, but uh, the EP is about uh, it's about a, a journey through Newcastle and the surrounding area. Uh, it's uh, described uh, as the following: these songs begin in Jesmond, a posh subject, suburb of Newcastle upon Tyne. From there, we travel down the east, the coast road, ex- exiting towards Killingworth, then through Benton and up through towards Earsden. To park by the level crossing and disuse mining buildings. We then leave the car and walk through Whitley Bay across the playing fields and through Whitley Lodge Estate. Now we stop off at yours and borrow your mam's car. She's asleep, she'll never notice. And drive along the coast, past the cemetery and the sand dunes through Seaton Sluice until we reach the wind turbine sky line of Blythe Blith. Where the tarmac meets the sand, we never leave, and boy, don't we know it. I'm looking forward to the release of that EP. I think it'll be tremendous. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it would be worth a listen. And we'll be asking uh, Callum Lynn all about it later on in this podcast. Young Camlin. Young Camlin. Who can, who, who can forget the young Camlin? Good old Camlin. Right, so, uh, yes, uh, Alex the Golden Swan, the, the lazy beggar, the, the fortified winemaker. Ah, tasty though. What do we have next? I don't know. Right, next up is a, a song by a man called Nick Gladish. Alex the Somerset Golden Swan. Gladish. Nick Gladish, who I saw at the first of Ian Courtney's uh, Mad Hatter charity gigs that we've just had in January, which I, I played at. I played the second night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this man played the first night. Uh, I saw him. He was he very kind to give me a CD. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was going to be all right. That I think it? you're getting to the point where you just not asked. <laughs> <sighs> Next time I burp, I'm not going to stop. All right? <laughs> it was just you could see how pissed off I was <laughs> there because I burped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So this is uh, Nick Gladish. I'm not. I'll just tell you what. I'm not going to edit that out. I'm just, we're just going <laughs> to just going to go with that. <laughs> this is Nick Gladish. Um, uh, who I saw at that gig and he very kindly gave me a CD. <laughs> Can you imagine? Nick Ladd. Oh, all his friends gather around. Listen, we've, we've been played on a podcast, everybody. Would you like to come and listen? <laughs> just, just me. 
just me burping. <laughs> it's just professional, <laughs> isn't it? With how many retakes have we had to do with this because I burped? <laughs> For you? <laughs> I to a few, yes. <laughs> oh, I feel a little bit groggy today. Maybe, uh, but, but, you know, maybe we shouldn't have recorded. When's a good time to record a podcast? There's never a good time. There's never a good time, podcast. is there? Yeah. Right, so this is. <laughs> I'll be that. This is Nick Gladish, and um, this song is called Sticks and Stones. And um, you can get his stuff. Me break my bones. You can get his stuff. Words and burps will never hurt me. Words and burps will never hurt me. So anyone anyone that's that's offended by burps, or indeed the swear word that Martin just just shoehorned in there, we apologise. What did I swear? When did I swear? You just swore there. When? You said fuck. Did I? Yeah. Oh. And you didn't say fuck away. I didn't say fuck away. No. Fuck no. away. Fuck away. Fuck away. Fuck away. I think we best play the song before everything collapses into uh, a sordid anarchy yeah. here. Proper anarchy. Which reminds me, um, just before Christmas, I had the pleasure of slamming a train door into John Lydon's face. <laughs> Speaking of anarchy, yeah, how would you like that? Slam! But I didn't do it on purpose. And he did laugh. But that's you know. That's just because you tickled them. Yeah, I bet if he hadn't been making butter adverts, he would have had something to say about it. But he <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Right, so this is Nick Laddish, and this song's called Sticks and Stones, and you can go and get his stuff at uh, on the internet, or from Father McGregor's garden, <laughs> or from Father McGregor's garden, or Father McGregor's garden, NickLaddish.com. I was frantically trying to <laughs> look up the website. It's quite simple it's nickladdish.com this is called sticks and stones enjoy it didn't have to happen like that his switch went off was looking lost it wasn't his fault he was pushed to the edge the sinking stone when you feel all alone So dependable on things Excitable, yet a violent rage fueled him Patience tested, venom, hatred Ready to explode My body shivers, my heart is racing Never felt so in the cold, in the cold Not afraid to admit, not afraid to admit, I was out of my comfort zone, emotionally sick, emotionally sick. Another case of sticks and stones. Scott free, it's now we piece the fire. 
Nick Gladish there. And, and and his friend, Nick Gladish. We've got another uh, two of these podcasts yet to record to make the full series of six. Before we have a little break and collect some more things. I'm thinking the next two might <laughs> might be the most difficult we have to do. Yeah. And, um, it's taking it out of us. You know, I think we should talk a little bit about the Newcastle music scene because that's what the podcast is about. I've noticed in all the uh, all the artists that I've interviewed, I've asked them about the Newcastle music scene. They've kind of all said the same kind of thing. Well, it's good, but there's not really the the promoters aren't in Newcastle, and people there's not enough people to go around all the gigs. There's, it's a good scene, but there's something wrong with it. It can't rival that of Manchester and Liverpool and Glasgow and to a certain extent Edinburgh but why is that that's the that's the question we're searching to answer we might find I mean we've got some good venues like the Cluny that's a good venue mm-hmm. we've got great um, nightclubs like world headquarters and there's loads of uh, other little uh, nice pubs that uh, allow you to put on gigs like the Telegraph the Dog and Parrot the Bridge Hotel, the Head of Steam. Uh, so there is something there, but what there's something there's also something missing in it, isn't there? What 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 do you think that is? I I think if you could um, if you could extend the Ouseburn area and make more of Newcastle like that, it would change. Uh, I think I mean, Newcastle's a, a divided city. To be fair, you've got two different social scenes in it haven't you or maybe three or four maybe now you now you mentioned it there's quite a lot isn't and it? i think those places like especially edinburgh you know it's i just I, do, I just i, do, I want to uh bring this up because 
due in our uh, interviews, it sounds like we're on a bit of a downer about the Newcastle music scene. Whereas, actually, we think it is awesome, don't we? It's really good. It's wonderful. But uh, we'd like more people to hear about it. And if there aren't enough people in Newcastle to uh, come to all these gigs, then perhaps, you know, people from Manchester and uh, Middlesbrough or Mount Doom. Mount Doom. I think I think if you're going out in Newcastle, you know, like next weekend or something like that, don't go to Mushroom. If you if you are if you are like <laughs> don't go to Mushroom. If you if you have a like mind, does, mushroom, if, if does can, mushroom still exist? Yes, I think it does. <laughs> okay, yeah. Don't go there. Come along to World Headquarters. You know, if you if you can appreciate good music, World Headquarters is don't a great place. Don't go to Don't go to Collingwood Street. It's now a good time to plug my the return of David Bowie. The real David Bowie to World Headquarters in the it autumn. Might be, it might be a turn. 28th of September. David Bowie will, has turned up alive and well and you'll be playing a gig at World Headquarters. You can get tickets for that gig now. They're on sale now. £8. That was almost as if Bowie was here himself. <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> Everybody come to my gig. <laughs> Where are we now? Where are we now? There we go. Come to the gig. <laughs> it's not me doing it. Somebody can do a better Bowie impression than me doing it. <laughs> in case that's in case anyone thought Martin was doing it, it's, he's not. Had to get the train from Potsdam at Platz. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so eight pounds. Uh, you can buy those on the internet now. It it will sell out because it has to sell out. Uh, I'm organising that. You can get the tickets. The details are musicbymarius.com. Guess who's supporting? Um, George Michael. Yeah, how did you? You just picked that out. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but you probably will cancel. You'll probably have a cock to suck that week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a park somewhere, you'll probably be arrested when it comes round. You know? Let's go outside, no, George. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it would, it, it'll be meiosis supporting that because I'm not putting my trust into anybody else. So I'll be start. I'll be playing beforehand. Some ditties. From the 1990s You'll onwards. You'll be playing some titties. I'll be playing some ditties. Oh. If you did play it, if I did play some titties, everybody would come. Literally. See, this, this, I started that off beautiful, serious, and now it's just spiralled down. <laughs> and we're back in fuck away. Back in fuck away now, aren't we? Right, so uh, we uh, come to that. Come to my gig in Belfast as well. Where's that? The island. It's a black box. A black Green box. room in the black box. March the third, Sunday the March the third in in Northern Ireland, Belfast, Meiosis. Andy Train, who's on our last podcast, and uh, David McCann, who's on our last podcast. They're playing. Come to that. Please come to this. It's free. Just come to it. Uh, no, we're not going... really. What do you mean, not really? Not really. What? Well, if I wanted to go there, I'd have to 
travel. I'd well, have to yeah, you travel. Drive it, it, somewhere and then get a train and then get a, a ferry, and then drive again, get a taxi, and then find out where it was and go there and then buy some beer. It's just not very, it's not very appealing the, the, to be honest. The, and there was no entry fee into the gig. That's, I mean, and the Guinness is apparently wonderful in there. Anyway, but we become sidetracked. Uh, this is uh, by My Attorney. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's My Attorney. It's My Attorney. Uh, also saw them play at uh, Ian Courtney's gigs. We should probably play an Ian Courtney song later, really, to be fair, shouldn't we? No, Mentioned no, them a lot. No. Uh, at the wonderful um, Mad Hatter gigs. The grand total uh, of money raised for the charity Coalition Against Crime was... Don't know. He hasn't counted it yet. What is it all about then? The Mad Hatter gigs. It's um, a series of gigs makes a little festival in Newcastle, annual festival that Mr. Ian Courtney organises, and uh, it raises money for. I think the first one was basically that he wanted to put some gigs on for his birthday, and then he chose a charity to donate all the money to, for having such a good time, and uh, the first one was quite successful. So he did it again this year and he'll be doing it again next year I would expect and the Charities Coalition Against Crime who uh, help uh, young people kind of get off the wrong track in life and try and put them back on the right track which I think is a good good cause admirable if you're a train we'll put the if you want to donate them we'll put the link up on the um, on the podcast tab shall we
I thought you were actually going to say something really good there and you didn't. Your wise choices tonight have depressed me. (laughs) (laughs) Who likes Gatto? Ah, Gatto's last. (laughs) Alright then, we'll not like Gatto. Fine. It's too early to like Gatto. Right, so, um, yes, uh, Alex, the Golden Swan, the Somerset... uh, um, um, we're going to play the the Christ, the After Christ. <laughs> we're going to play the Christ of the After, after Christ. We're going to play uh, Ian Courtney next. Ian. Ian. We all know Ian, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, he's been uh, playing live at my gigs for a long, long time. Um, and uh, I'm a big fan of his music. I think it's rather lovely. Uh, this is a song, f- uh, an early song of his, um, that, uh, I, do you know I'm actually recording an album with Ian Courtney? No. No, thank you for saying that out loud. He, Alex was shaking his head there. Just sounds like a, if you just shake your head and nod at everything I say, then there's very little point in you being here, you do know that, don't you? <laughs> Fine, I'm going. Bye. <laughs> and Bye. Alex, the, the golden swan has left the building. <laughs> yes, we're, we, we're attempting to record a little album uh, about... Uh, it's an album of uh, sea shanties. But anyway, <laughs> until that... I'd, we're not moving very quickly on the uh, work on that. Is That's, that because he doesn't like you? No, it's because just... I. Th- I I think we might be both a little bit busy doing other things like this fucking podcast for a start. Yeah, and you need to buy a boat. And we need to buy a boat. No, it's 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 meant to be an album about from the town where he's from in uh, Northern Ireland. We should have played him on our Belfast special last week, shouldn't we? Or last month, but we didn't. Uh, and I think this song is also a representation of the of that town where he's from. And this is called Small Town Hero. We'll give you the details after the song. Small town 
Smalltownhero.com That's where you find his stuff. I think it's .com. Might be. Co.uk. We'll put it on the podcast tab. Right, so uh, moving on. Yes. Let's move on. Here is an interview with the wonderful Callum Lynn, who sings and writes in a band called Brilliant Mind. Right, uh, that's, uh, hello kids, um, I'm here with uh, Callum from Brilliant Mind. It is Brilliant Mind, not Brilliant Minds. Um, oh yeah, Brilliant Mind. I thought I was doing like the, the cliche of um, calling a band with using slightly the wrong name. <laughs> no, old people do. Not, people co- keep calling us Beautiful Mind. That's a film on Russell Crowe, that's not, that's not that's, that You don't want that. No, no, definitely not. So, uh, question number one. We all know Blythe EP is uh, natural sounding, wonderful, simple arrangements with sweeping organ parts, imagery and post, uh, imagery of post-industrial Tyneside, but have you ever caught a fish? I've never caught a fish? Yeah. No, I've, I've, never, I've never caught a fish because I'm a vegetarian and I, I, I don't believe in fishing. I thought you were going to say you don't believe in fish. Don't believe in fish. Um, well, they're rumoured to exist, but I'm yet to, I'm yet to see one. 
I'd ask that question because the last person uh, asked that question to said, oh, define a fish. <laughs> define a fish? Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I've been to the fish key, that's that's something. So you do know they exist? Yeah, yeah. But you've never caught Dead ones, anyway. I haven't caught a fish either. Mm. Um, I've been doing my research. Uh, Brilliant Mind formed in 2009, is that right? Yeah, kind of, or yeah. Or thereabouts? Yeah, yeah, it was 2009, we formed out of another band. I was, that was my question, how, how did the band come about? Well, we were a band called New Vinyls. Um, and we were kind of flavour of the month from the northeast um, during 2007, and we had industry interest. You know, um, we went on tour with the Maccabees, and um, we had morons from Virgin Records and stuff, like the head of Steam gigs and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and basically, um, a, a kind of a mixture of mismanagement and the fact that we were all like 16 meant that it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> And then in 2008, we kind of split up and then reformed as Brilliant Mind. Cool. Mm. Um. We, we used to be, New Vinyls was a kind of a lot more poppy and it, we had about seven members. We had like trumpets and steel pan and flute and all this stuff, stylophone. Um, <laughs> and um, I was about to say, I was, trying, I was back in my mind to try and think, did I see you around about that time? Or, yeah, because no, I, I, was, I did a lot of... Yeah. Well, like gigs well then, but if you were, if you that, it sounds complicated if you had like <laughs> flute and shit going on, I probably would have went. Oh, I'm not, <laughs> not doing that. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit work, like an absolute nightmare for sound guys. Like they hated us. We never got any good sound. We had like three keyboards as well, and oh, a glockenspiel, everything, kitchen sink. It was it was everything. But yeah, we um, I went a bit overblown, and I tried to persuade everyone to go through this kind of sort of disco sort of route it was basically influenced by kind of early 90s pulp basically that's that's what I tried to get us to do and then the rest of the band hated it we had a really good disco song called Feverish and no one else was into it um, so um, yeah we kind of split up and um, then reformed as a kind of slimmed down band brilliant mind excellent in your lyrics there's, 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 there is a Jarvis influence in there, you can oh, kind of yeah, tell. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the music I thought a little bit, The Smiths, and then there was something else in there that I couldn't quite put my finger on. I know it's a band I've seen at Glastonbury, but I can't remember the name of them. <laughs> Bell Sebastian? Uh, maybe, no, but yes, <laughs> yes that, but as uh, there was something else, I can't remember who it was. I, want, I wanted to say Two Door Cinema Club, but I think that's got more to do with the colour of your hair more than <laughs> Yeah, definitely. The music, oh, it's yeah. not that. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I, well, I'll get back to you. I know it's somebody. I know it's somebody who isn't necessarily that great. Either, oh, God, brilliant! Cheers. But that doesn't mean. Someone said the other day that was sounding like Keen. Yeah, that, it's not that bad. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that. If it was Keen, I wouldn't have mentioned it. Honestly. <laughs> um, so, um, the, 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 the thing that I noticed about, uh, with, with the lyrics is it, it uh, name checks places in Tyneside and in Newcastle, which uh, it's, it's something like I've always wanted to do with my lyrics, but thought it might sound a little bit crass and a little bit kind of, oh, he's just been Jarvis, but from Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. When you do it, uh, it uh, that doesn't happen. It it's, oh, it's, seems to kind of fit quite quite nicely. Um, 
but uh, you've moved to London now, haven't you? Mm-hmm. So, can you not see a, a potential trap that you're going to mirror exactly? Are you going to now do some comparisons of, between Tyneside and London? What the differences? Yeah, I know that that's, that's the thing. It's a lot easier when um, when you just live here and London's just this kind of thing that you can hate without ever really having to. I hate London when I'm in it. <laughs> oh, really? Like, really, really can't stand it. Oh, well, it's just moving there. Like, I, I, I like it. But I've, I've always quite liked London. Um, when I was kind of growing up, I say that, I'm still growing I'm only 22, you know, I'm still a bear. Um, when I was sort of younger, like, at school and stuff, you either got people who, like, really, really sort of aspired to live in London and everything, and like, yeah, I can't wait to get out of this dump and move to London, kind of sort of Billy Liar style. Or it was kind of like um, people who were like really kind of scared of London and hated it, and like, oh, I just don't know what to do when I'm on the tube. I was kind of in the middle. Like, I quite, I quite like London, but I didn't think it was everything. So I kind of, I'm glad I lived there, and it's, it's exciting, but I, I don't want to live there forever, <laughs> either. And I'm kind of worried that I'm gonna, I do worry a lot that I'm kind of gonna lose my kind of, like, grasp of the northeast. You know what I mean? <laughs> But um, like as soon as I got back at Christmas, I sort of got in the car and I went up driving around kind of southeast Northumberland, around all the industrial estates and all the little roads and stuff like that, just to kind of sort of remember, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I worry about it. But I try not to make comparisons between the northeast and London. Though there are many to be made, but it's a bit of a cliche, maybe. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. There's more to do in London if you're there, I suppose. There's, yeah, exactly. Things, yeah. You can get involved a bit more, can't you? Yeah, like I've never, I've never been to the theatre really before coming to London, but I've been to lots of stuff at the theatre and I've been to see loads of films at the BFI and all this cultural stuff, you know. But there's less like environment that I like there. It brings us to, uh, I've asked everybody this question: What do you think of the music scene in Newcastle? Do, do you think it rivals that of places like Glasgow, Liverpool, Manchester? Um, it doesn't really rival Manchester. Manchester is kind of booming at the moment. But like, I lived in Manchester for two years, um, and I didn't have anything to do with the music scene at all. <laughs> I didn't. I only went up to see about three gigs. Um, the music scene in Manchester is very hip. Um, d- Liverpool seems to have quite a good music scene, but I, I think Newcastle. I don't know. I've been out of it for so long. Um, it's almost a year since we played our last gig, um, and. Even before that, I don't know. Um, yeah, like there's some good bands I like, like Oh Messy Life and uh, Union Choir, and there's lots of good stuff on Tiny Lights Records. The, the bands are definitely there. I, there's no doubt about that. The, the, but there's, bands but there's maybe not a like scene, awesome, you know what I mean? There's not. Uh, are, the, are the promoters there? Have we got the venues. Mm, I don't know. Um, well, there's that new venue that's opened up, but I, I don't. I've got a feeling that the people who run that are people that I don't like, so I don't really have I get that. There's, I get that quite a lot. It's <laughs> a new really? venue. Oh, great, a new venue. Oh, this might be the, this might be really good. And then you realise who's running it, and you're like, oh, no, it won't be good. <laughs> just no for a fact yeah. it won't be good. It'll be in the click. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I quite like another venue, like the Star and Shadow, but which isn't the Star and Shadow, because I don't really like the Star and Shadow. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know it's if you a have very, it's, a, it's, a, it's very, very particular. It's just a clique, and it's just full of, like, hippies and sandals that just, you know, <laughs> pushing this kind of sort of, like, this kind of sort of so-called ethical agenda that just reeks white privilege, you know what I mean? It's like, well, we've got something about, oh, 
asylum seekers getting free and stuff like that. But do you, do you know what I mean? How many asylum seekers are ever going to have come to the Star and Shadow? It's not accessible <laughs> yes. at all. There's something like the Tyneside Cinema here. It's really accessible. The Star and Shadow isn't. You have to be within that kind of sort of left field arty like thing. And also, it was a cinema. They show about one film a week. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's a fair comment. Mm. I, just, I think just just about everybody I've asked has said. Yeah, it's about the same, similar kind of thing. Yeah, it's there, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's somebody needs to sort it out. Yeah. Which I, I think collectively all the bands could make it awesome. I'm trying to, I'm try, by doing a Newcastle Music Scene podcast, I'm trying to <laughs> collectively start a revolution. I mean, there seems to be kind of on the up. There's definitely, I think from maybe 2009 to 2011, there was some bands and people on the scene who I didn't really like and um, I felt kind of spoiled the scene quite a bit um, but they seem to have moved on and aren't really polluting the scene in the same way anymore which is nice and there's less bands that sound like the horrors and have stupid haircuts so uh, you know I'm, I'm pleased with that like I, I think the North East has a kind of um, I don't know it has a history of interest in pop music I mean it hasn't had many sort of great bands you know even like the band, you know, Maximo Part and the, the Future Heads. Um, there was Ant and Deck. <laughs> yeah, Ant and Deck, of course, yeah. Let's get ready to rumble. My, my <laughs> inventive, so. inventive pop song. Of the <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I, I don't know, I, I think there's, um, and field music and everything, I, I think there's a good kind of, um, we've got an interesting approach, people here. It's just a shame that, do, do you know Baskin's Wish? Do you know that no. Band? Oh, right, they're an amazing band, but they've moved on now. They're no longer. All the art of a lot of the best bands would seem to have been together for nine months to a year and then just start <laughs> yeah. this, oh, we'll just go and get proper jobs now, <laughs> all yeah, the disappear exactly. move somewhere else. Mm. But, uh, right, the second track from the EP is called Two Lies. Yeah. Can you tell us uh, two lies that you've ever told? <laughs> <laughs> two lies? Oh, yeah. God. Where to start? Um, once I was getting my hair cut in uh, Manchester, are these kind of... Um, I don't know if you know Manchester, um, no, uh, yeah. Afflex Palace, um, yeah, like this sort of trendy barbers. And this guy was talking to me and I just decided to pretend I was um, an accounting student who studied accounting in Glasgow and I was just down visiting a friend. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really fun. And then he believed me. <laughs> I was just such a great liar. I looked to be like a con man, you know. I'm too recognisable though. Um, to, to be ineffective, I can't wear disguises, but I can tell the lies, you know. Um, I'm trying to think what other lies I've told. Um, I, I pretended I was Polish the other night. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I was a bit drunk, and I was uh, coming along the quayside, and I thought, ah, oh, doesn't the, uh, the the bridges are looking lovely, all lit up tonight? Oh, I'd like a little photograph, even though there must be loads of photographs of me down there. But, um, I, was, I, I like a photograph, but I was too embarrassed to just walk up to you. Yeah, mate, like, can you take a take a uh, take a photo of us, like, stood in front of the bridge, like? So I thought I'll pretend I'm a tourist, and for some reason, when I ended up, I turned out to be a Polish tourist. So just got some passerby. Liz, could you take a photo? I'd like to send to my family. Uh, I got him. He took one. It wasn't good enough. Said, no, Dad, it's a little bit further back. Thank you very much. I think. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. I think oh I God, that's brilliant. I, yeah. Imagine if he turned out the Polish though. Then he would have yeah, been Yeah, would have been. Yes, where you from, my friend? Yes, we go for drink. I mean, I can't. I don't. I don't know why I did that. 
no idea. We might, I might put, we've got a little website with the page on the podcast where I might put that photograph. <laughs> oh, lovely, and everyone up can see. Um, oh, I thought of another liar to us. I got caught in Manchester without having a ticket. I was only going one stop as well. I tried to run away from the people, but then I got caught. <laughs> I got caught in the station, and then um, they asked me my name, so I gave my um, <laughs> I gave my friend's name and address. All right, and what's that friend's name? What, what is that <laughs> um, friend and, um, and the address? <laughs> They're not allowed to stop you. you. You can just walk away. Can you just walk away? Yeah, you can just go, no, I'm not having this. And they, they've got no powers to actually apprehend. No, they were like, oh, yeah, we've got the transport police on there. No, it's just, well, yeah, they could have done that, but it, it took you would have had to stand there with them. <laughs> yeah, to get the transport police. Shit!
your track blithe. Oh yeah, a little bit. And it strikes me that you've popped the trend, uh, and there's some in music industry gurus actually just took it upon the horn, horn back and stumbled across this, rather than you actually submitting it and hauling yourself to them. <laughs> yeah. just, they've just found it accidentally. Is that, is that like, is that actually what's up? Am I right? Yeah, Tom, Tom Robinson um, of uh, Six Music just, just <laughs> found it because um, to po- I, I hosted the um, the new Pope song on my SoundCloud in Yeah, no, that was brilliant idea because <laughs> it obviously come from a brilliant mind I, I stuck it up on a little email address go there you go everybody that's it there you amazing yeah it's on my soundcloud page just go there and have a look yeah, hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> yeah exactly it was like on that. pitchfork and everything it's just like linking to the brilliant mind <laughs> That's just hilarious. pure genius. <laughs> We've still only got like about 100 plays of Blythe, but you know, that's 100 people that might have not... They wouldn't have, wouldn't have found it otherwise. Yeah, but that's how Tom Robinson found it. He was just kind of sort of looking through and he <laughs> was sent me a tweet saying like, this is about your best work of the day, why haven't you... <laughs> why haven't you, you told anybody? I, I'm the same, I've got loads of stuff sitting around waiting to send to Tom Robinson. <laughs> You're just like, oh, that, I might just... I might just have a few pints of Guinness instead. It's, <laughs> it's hard work sitting doing all that, all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so exactly. It's Boring. nice that you've just managed to cut out all the hard work and just stuff <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, for the minute, yeah. <laughs> just by nicking some big famous person's band. And say, well, look, you can listen to that bit. It's just, it's just genius. Yeah, on their coattails. Now Pope just needs to uh, ask us to support them and they inevitably play in the UK next. I, I can't see any reason why they shouldn't. <laughs> um, I honestly can't. Um... Other than the might, might not tour the UK, that would that'd probably be a good reason. I'd be absolutely gutted if they didn't tour the UK again. <laughs> I'd be absolutely gutted if they didn't ask me. <laughs> well, that as well. It'd be better than Jury Baxter. Yeah, I, I think you'd probably just turn up, set your stuff up, and, up on stage, and just, if you blag it, if you're confident enough, well, yeah, we're the <laughs> yeah, support exactly. band, yeah. It's, it's, be- it's better than like a little a little projection in the middle of the stage, like a Sheffield. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I've found it hard to concentrate on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Room Upstairs, it's a beautiful song, oh, and once again uh, name checks various places, uh, this time in Whitley Bay. Yeah, that's right. So are these places somewhere that you have fond memories of? Not or, really or, 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 fond or, or memories. Or you just want to forget them? Um, no, like, it's like in between, it's um, kind of like, the, the song I guess is about wandering around places that good things happened in but that's kind of all gone you know like um i live in the kind of the very north end of whitley bay like near the near where it basically all ends and it's just fields up into Northumberland. um and it was kind of written about i guess after i left school i spent two years on the door um just living with my parents just i was like a door-to-door salesman for a little bit but Excellent. i quit <laughs> it was awful um, yeah, and then just sort of like, just just wandering around, kind of um, where I used to walk, where I'd walk to school and where I'd, all these kind of sort of good places that, I'd, you know, where, where good good things happened, but all my friends had kind of sort of moved on and stuff, and I was just kind of sort of left here, and it all felt a bit pointless, you know? Um, so yeah, it's about... Um, it's it's about the feeling of being nostalgic, but st- still being in that place. But all that things that happen there just kind of gone. So when you 
uh, already said, I think it was before we were recording that you yeah. spent two you've recorded this. Did you say you spent two years recording the EP or that you recorded it two years ago? Just we started recording it in September 2010. We then scrapped those recordings, started recording again in February 2011. Um, we basically just got the, the drums, bass and guitar recorded then. Then we came back to it in summer 2011 um, and recorded the vocals and recorded the, the keyboards and then coming into 2012 is we started the, mixing it. Is the concept of the EP then, is that something that you worked towards or is it just a bunch of like individual songs that she realised had a bit of a thread going through them and you put them together? Oh no, it's, it's, it's definitely something that was a deliberate decision in terms of the lyrics. No, not in terms of when we originally like wrote the songs because I, I write I write the lyrics kind of quite a long time after. I'm, I'm really bad with this actually. I kind of, I'm kind of writing the lyrics when we're recording them, basically. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still writing it up to the moment that I sing them. I'm still editing lines and stuff. <laughs> so it's, it's really that's, not that's a quite good. Brave. <laughs> yeah, it is it's not a good working method. And I kind of, I just come up with loads of sort of alternatives to each line, and I ask the band like, which do you think kind of sounds best? Because I'm kind of. I never really have the, the kind of confidence to just be like, yeah, this is this is my art, this is the perfect line that I've written. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a, a concept that I kind of sort of worked towards. Like, I didn't really think it was the concept was that obvious or strong at first, but um, everyone seems to think that it is, so that's a real compliment. Yeah, somebody's made a very good job of uh, recording the band as well. Uh, they don't sound like they've been recorded and snapped together in somebody's bedroom on Cubase, they've got, it's, 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 I thought it sounds like the, the, the sound like analogue recordings rather than Oh, that's, that's a good, yeah, that's, that's a, I suspect um, they're probably digital ones, but somebody's... Yeah, yeah, um, well we recorded like the, the, the drums, bass and guitar um, with Dave Byrne um, and then um, we did like all the rest of the stuff and all the mixing with um, a guy called Sam who works at uh, Blank Studios um, in the Oosburn. Not in the Oosburn, <laughs> the Oosburn Valley, yeah. And yeah, he that's, was... That's the recording <laughs> studio, the burn, isn't it? I was going to call it the river, but it's not the burn. It's just, yeah, whatever the difference is. It's little, I guess. Um, but yeah, like he, he did an amazing job. Um, but we owe him money at the minute, so I haven't spoken to him. You're just trying to extend the, the radar with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just, trying to, just trying to keep it on, on the down low, really. We owe him about £150. That's, not, that's achievable. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> just yeah, you can get yourself together a couple of, big, a couple of gigs, I think. <laughs> Not, think, not think, Newcastle, you're not going to no, pay in No, I think the most, we've ever, most we've ever got paid in Newcastle is about 20 quid, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Tough being <laughs> yeah. a promoter. I've got, I've got a friend who like who pretty much just plays gigs like full time in London, just in like twee pop bands, and she gets paid like 50 pounds just for her for every gig she does. You know, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because uh, there's, there's more of a... Um, you can, I, I suspect in London you can kind of more or less say, right, we turn up one night, go, right, we're putting a gig on here tonight and lots of people will turn up to it. Whereas um, in Newcastle you've got to kind of extract people from the homes from drinking a bottle of cheap Tesco wine and watching The X Factor. Yeah. Or uh, even that, people, loads of people go, oh yeah, yeah, we're definitely coming to that, yes, yes, and then they don't turn up and go, ah, oh, well, I just, I couldn't be bothered. I, we just... Uh, 
we just had some Malibu and Coke in the house instead <laughs> and, and uh, watch Britain's Got Talent. Oh, well, thanks for that. That's, that's just what I needed. Yeah, that, that's how it is. But you, <laughs> you record and um, I thought they sound very warm and as if they had been uh, um, recorded in like an analogue uh, way. Is that, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have enough technical knowledge of recording. I mean, I've got an A-level in music technology, but that doesn't count. <laughs> I, 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 you know what I mean by that, that it sounds yeah. like it's an analogue recording rather than a digital recording. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I think that's it. So you have to kind of know what you're doing from the start to make to get that outcome. Again, that's a compliment. I'm too close to the recordings to uh, really enjoy the way they sound. It's, it's, it, um, it's, I think it identifies how important the technique is in recording, that you can't mm. just knock... There's bands just knocking things together and putting loads of stuff out on the internet, whereas maybe... It's, uh, it should be more crafted the recording process and pro- probably as crafted as writing the songs themselves, themselves it is it's very important isn't it ah, so I've got me all in with that <laughs> so uh, if you had a podcast what would you call it and what would it be about oh I don't know if I had a podcast I think it would be about it would probably be about like something to do with public transport it would be me like sitting on buses maybe like live recording from the top of a bus going somewhere <laughs> that's, that's what I'm usually making enjoying. general obs- observations about yeah, yeah, maybe. people that you immediately decided that you despise <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah probably yeah. that sounds like a really good podcast <laughs> look at that twat down there yeah that, that's what it would be like pretty much that's quite a good idea actually then, then I could edit it with like music and stuff later but then just enjoy the I suspect you'll, you'll make very few observations other than why are these people looking at me I'm just sitting <laughs> on the top of a bus talking to myself <laughs> insulting everybody there must be some kind of way that you could record yourself talking very very quietly yeah probably <laughs> that would look a bit creepy though yeah, this old woman just come in she's just sat down she's wearing a stupid lilac coat a beige hat and it just doesn't go <laughs> or maybe maybe instead of recording myself on the bus I'll just rec- secretly record other people's conversations <laughs> oh god that's a bit much actually yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a bit yeah. creepy right so uh, look out for that coming to iTunes Callum on a bus <laughs> whispering in a sinister kind of style look at that look at that woman um, that's, uh, so, my final question, I think it's my final question, because I haven't written down anymore, um, is uh, the songs seem uh, they're quite autobiographical, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, Leave Your Friends Behind appears to be about moving away from Newcastle, and, uh, and, uh, but I, I suspect because that's an old song, it's not, it's, it can't be about you moving to London. No, um, no it's kind of more about, um, rather than like moving away from Newcastle, more about kind of um, moving away from people like you've kind of known since, I mean I was 18 when I wrote it, so it was like people that I know since school and stuff like that and kind of cutting, cutting off these sort of, sometimes you just, you're just kind of friends with people because you've known them for years and years. Um, or just because they're there and then it's, it's basically about saying that you're wasting your time on them and you know you, you just have to you have to move on and when people there's no there's no point trying to stay friends with people when they've moved away and stuff unless you really really mean it and you really are really good friends it's just 
it's it's point it's pointless. They don't mean that much to you. It's kind of like an, an illusion of is, closeness. Is that song your way of kind of saying to everybody you've ever known, going, "Yeah, I don't, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> just, just leave me alone." Yeah, just pretty much, <laughs> really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it, well. Kids can do that by uh, by Facebook now. Just going delete, 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 delete. Yeah, that's delete. what I do. You, you've got it. Where are you? Oh, with people, people who try to add me from school, I, I just don't accept it. I don't cancel requests. I've got like fifty requests. I just go and look at them and laugh sometimes. <laughs> right, well, I think that's a, that's as good a place to end as <laughs> as any. Um, there's one thing I spent ages looking on the internet to get some of your stuff. Probably the best place I found was SoundCloud. Is it, do you want to give us a link to your, your place where you think we should find some brilliant mind music? Oh, well, it's all on SoundCloud at the minute. There's Bandcamp as well, but Blythe isn't on there yet. Um, you, this is really, really, this is really boring. It's going to be boring for the podcast listeners, but um, we can't we can't put it on Bandcamp yet because it only accepts like like high quality like WAV files and stuff. I'm, I've lost all, all the high quality files of the EP. I've only got the MP3. <laughs> I'm really, really worrying because I don't know what I don't know what to do. We've got all these different mixes and they're all like subtly different, and I've just basically got loads and loads of different wild files, and I don't know which. So which you is need which. to sort that out and put it on that. Yeah, it'll take months. Well, until then, it's on SoundCloud. And yeah, it's yeah. Soundcloud. dot uh, com forward slash brilliant mind. Yeah, that's that's it. And we're on Twitter, which is brilliant mind with two D's at the end. Oh, just to keep it simple. Keep and it I'm on Twitter, which is forward slash Callum Lynn. Yeah, we put all those links on our um, podcast That's tab exciting. on the webpage. I, I never really tweet on Brilliant Mind anymore. So that's all the really hilarious <laughs> and interesting stuff I say my own. All the angry stuff. <laughs> all the angry stuff. <laughs> well, Angry Callum from Brilliant Mind, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. It's been great.
include a, a, a band who are from um, that I've put on in the past, but seem to have mysteriously disappeared. Can't find uh, much of this band's output on the I internet. Think, I think you're a band serial killer. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah. A lot so, of the people that you've put on in the past have mysteriously, mysteriously disappeared. Yeah. And maybe this is, I'm just playing the songs out of guilt. <laughs> oh, nobody noticed me killing these bands. <laughs> I play them on my podcast and then might draw attention to myself slightly. You just want to be caught, don't you? Yeah, well, You're most, the killer that wants to be caught. I think caught. most serial killers do, don't they? You just, how far can you take it? If the police are listening to this podcast... I think you need to try killing One Direction. If the police are listening to this podcast... Sting, I hate you! Sting, out of the police, you're a fucking idiot. You know Sting out of the police? He's from Newcastle, and he pretends not to be. He's from Roland's Gill, isn't he? I don't know, is he? Someone said he was from Roland's Gill, eh? Oh, we might have to look up Sting's Wikipedia page and rip into pieces just after this, <laughs> after this song, which is by Purple Shards... Who uh, I put on a couple of times. Uh, they were awesome. Do you know why they're called Purple Shards? Uh, no, do you? Yeah. Yeah, it was an act of vandalism. Do you remember the beautiful stained glass window that that was that was created in in like the year nine hundred and ninety eight for Durham Cathedral? Uh-huh. Uh huh. The beautiful purple stained glass window. Well, they smashed it. Smashed it into smithereens. And which pieces did they pick up? The purple shards. Ah, and carried them with them. Yeah. Well, so if the police are listening to this, maybe you have the contact details for purple shards because we can't ask them if we're allowed to play this or not. Sting, are you listening? They were mod- moderately successful as well in the in the show. In a peculiar kind of way. So, uh, well, I we'll put them on once at World Headquarters, and I put them one on at the end, um, where another band called the Refreshers who I think we might be playing on next month's podcast, uh, borrowed their drum kit. Pebble Shards are a very kind of cool, laid-back, nice um, band with with doing gentle drum rhythms. So the the drummer has a very expensive drum kit. The Refreshers are like a really loud, kind of punky, kind of noisy band. And it was when the drummer... From the freshers had picked up the the, uh, the snare from the drummer out of Purple Shards drum kit at the end and started hitting it really really hard <laughs> with with like the biggest stick I've ever seen uh, was the point where the drummer from Purple Shards came up to me and went, "Could you quickly go and ask him not to do that to my drum kit? It's really really expensive." And I was like, "You should have maybe mentioned that a little bit earlier on. It's a bit." late now he's doing it and I, he's already fucked it I still had to run up onto the stage and say don't do that everybody's loving it you know this man's got a, a snare drum waving it about and smashing it off the walls <laughs> and then I have to run up and go don't do that <laughs> it's, it's too expensive I knew he was going to do I had a spare drum uh, a snare drum that I used to take to gigs because once somebody um turned up and ah oh, I forgot my snare drum and I ran down to the drum shop and bought a snare drum for eighty pounds I think it was and we used that and I brought it to all the gigs just in case. Uh, and it only took about three weeks before somebody nicked 
my snare drum. That's that's what that's what bands in Newcastle are like. Just ah, oh, I'll just nick the promoter's snare drum. This is Purple Shards. This is called Reality First. Hope you like it.
That's the wonderful purple shards there, who've disappeared since their horrible crimes of smashing the rose window at Durham Cathedral. Yes, and they've committed foul crimes since then. Soon to be sought after by the police. Yes. Sting's on his way. Sting is going to do a sting operation. Shut up, Sting. I'll be red. I'll be watching you. No, you won't. You fucking idiot. I I didn't realise how much I hate Sting until now. Fair enough. <laughs> is it fair enough to hate Sting? It's fair enough. Now Jimmy Nail on the other. I love Jimmy Nail. Jimmy said he's a man. I'd like to uh, to do a shout out for for Paul Gascoigne on our podcast. Get through it, Paul. Get through it, Paul. Sort it out. In fact, I'd like to say now, if anybody sees Paul Gascoigne in a, a, a any licensee of a licensed premises who sells alcohol, if Paul Gascoigne comes into your premises and say, says I I like I'd like uh, to buy a bit uh, like booze like uh, can I have a bit booze say no say Paul no you're not allowed any booze yeah. I've served Paul Gascoigne uh, wine before he, well he drank a half bottle of wine and then another half bottle of wine and then another half bottle of wine and then fell asleep. Which I think is okay, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's it was a few years ago. He, he wasn't as bad as he is now. But, uh, Paul, Paul Gascoigne also uh, went on another occasion. Uh, I ser- he, was, he was off the drink. But he was, when he was off the drink, he was drinking, um, he was drinking Red Bulls and coffee at the same time. He had about six Red Bulls and... Uh, about seven cups of coffee and this is when he, Paul Gascoigne being sober and uh, he said I'm only really drinking the, the coffee because it take, it stops us farting after drinking the Red Bull it takes the gas out of it <laughs> alright Paul then. and he gave me um, he gave me a £20 note and the can of Red Bull was about £1.75 uh, and he gave me a £20 note bought two cans of Red Bull and said keep the change he kept doing that. I made a fortune out of him. But uh, when you when you when Paul Gascoigne's sober, Paul Gascoigne is the most lovely bloke ever I've ever met. He's such a nice, and he does like to have a bit chit chat. And uh, at the moment, he's not very well, and I just I, I feel slightly sorry for him, and I just really really hope he sorts himself out. And I don't really this come from a man who doesn't really like kick a ball game. At all, couldn't give a shit about his football career. He just seems like such a lovely bloke, and it'd be shame to uh, see the rest of his life wasted when he can be such a pleasant, pleasant, lovely, lovely man. Mm. Mm. And on that point, and on that point, we're going to play our last song. Now. Is it time for dessert, Martin? Time for a dessert. It's time for some gatto. Oh. Uh, this song's by Mike Gatto. My gatto produced. Uh, we I, had. I, I do like your gatto. A couple of uh, <laughs> a couple of podcasts <laughs> ago, we uh, had Toxic Melons, didn't we? And we played lots of songs by Toxic Melons, mm-hmm. and uh, my gatto produced all of Toxic Melons. It uh, is uh, he produced Tox- the Toxic Melons album, 
and he produced the recent uh, EP, Toxic Melons International, with Freddie, Freddie Greddy on it. And uh, Toxic Melons, uh, Mike Gatto is a solo act in Newcastle. He's got a wonderful band together and uh, he's played quite a lot of gigs for me. Um, and uh, he's a he's a he's a wonderful wonderful musician, and I think he's uh, fitting. Uh, this this is a fitting tribute to how music can be in Newcastle. It can be wonderful, and it's a nice. Uh, I think it's a nice pop ditty, Alex. Mm. Mm. You're going to have to say more than. Mm, mm, mm. I don't know if it's a nice pop. Pop Diddy, I've never heard it before. Well, here it is. This is called The Phone Box, and this is by Mike Gatto. It's from his album Floating Through Reality, and you can find his stuff at mikegatto.co.uk. Or in Greg's The Baker's. Or in Greg's The Baker's, attached to Pat.
gentlemen and babies and dogs and cats and other types of animals, vegetables and minerals. That was my gatto. That was my gatto. That was uh, The Phone Box by my gatto from his uh, EP Floating Through Reality. It can be found at mygatto.com. And that drink brings us to a close, The Golden Swan. I don't know about you, but it's a bit early for fuck away. bit early, but for fuck away. Why, why don't we phone up and make an appointment? Yeah. We'll have a few leisurely cans and then we'll go. Yeah, let's go and have a beer. Hope you've enjoyed uh, this month's Newcastle Music Scene Friendly Atmosphere podcast with me, Martin Le Thompson, and... Me, Alex the Golden Swan. Alex the Golden Swan. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Can I come for a beer too? Thank you so much for listening to that. Friendly Atmosphere Newcastle Music Scene Podcast. Only two more to go. Tar and goodbye.